right. Welcome, everyone, to Phaeology, the study of fire and wood heroes. I am Phil, the Phaeologist, and joining me, as always, is Grepstein. How are you doing today, Greps? Hey, how's it going, Phil? Good to be back with you. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm excited for this one. Um, So we actually recorded this episode last Friday. However, we had some technical difficulties. My computer has died. And so I, you know, we weren't able to upload this then. So we are re-recording this, uh, this uh, Tuesday. So I apologize for the lateness of this episode, but um, we're going to get into it talking about the new Thracia units. So really excited for that. Um, Before we begin as well, um, don't forget, I I do have another survey out there for you guys on Reddit. Um, This one includes Roy's new refine. And so please go ahead and fill that out. If you are a listener to this, uh, to this show, you can always uh, put your name in there or just mention that you are a listener, and I'll be sure to give you guys a shout-out when I do uh, make those episodes here in the near future. But anyway, let's get into it. Um, first of all, Grips, how did uh, summoning on this banner go for you? Well, it started off pretty brutal for me, actually. It was probably the worst luck that I've ever had on a banner for new heroes. Uh, It took me about 240, 250 orbs to get my first focus hero on the banner. So it was pretty rough, but uh, my luck turned around and I pulled a lot on red to try to get Leaf and Reinhardt. And eventually I got that plus attack Reinhardt and that was awesome. Oof. But I'm glad to hear that you got it. And, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, um, for as for me, um, summoning wise, I did go about just doing one circle, and in that, uh, it wasn't my free summon, but my second summon, I was able to snag an Owen. Uh, nice. Yeah, albeit she was uh, plus resistance minus attack, got that super bane there, but. Ah, uh, uh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, I am happy with it. So anyway, uh, just, uh, you know, since we are um, a little bit short on time, I know that you have to be somewhere today, Greps. Um, How about we head right into it, unless you have uh, some forewords before we get into our discussion? Uh, No, I'm excited to get into things with you today. So let's dig right into those units and... Uh, get right into how good we think they are and how good they are in the mass dual simulator. Perfect. All right. So I will start us off uh, talking about Leaf. Uh, Just as a refresher for you guys, Leaf's stats and neutral IVs at at, uh, level 40, no merges, is 40 HP, 32 attack, 38 speed, 30 defense, and 23 resistance. Uh, it's notable to mention that he does have a super bane in HP and defense and no super boons. And I, I just want to make a comment. I think it's interesting that they're putting a lot of banes on units nowadays, you know, like, I don't know if it's to make the power creep a little less, uh, you know, creepy, um, kind of balance things out. I don't know. Well, yeah, so sorry to interrupt here, but so I actually just recently figured out why there are so many super boons and super banes in the game. And it's, uh, I'm not going to go into all of the details right now. I think it would put a lot of listeners to sleep. And it's more information than most people need to know about the game. But if you are really interested in Fire Emblem Heroes, and you are listening to this podcast, so you might be, uh, then I recommend that you check out Gamepedia's page. Uh, They have a page that they call Stat Growth or Stat Variation. And it took me a couple times of reading through that to really understand uh, what was going on there with Super Boons and Super Banes. But I'll I'll try to explain it in 15 seconds, a really oversimplified version. Sure. And it is that Intelligent Systems chooses what the level 1 stats and the level 40 stats for every unit in the game are but they don't choose the super boons and the super banes in between. So indirectly by choosing what the level one and level 40 stats are, they're choosing the super boons and super banes indirectly. So uh, if that piques your interest at all, you're welcome to go check out the page on Gamepedia to understand that more. And if not, then you know keep on playing the game and, and you can just feel good when you get a super boon and bad when you get a super bane. <laughs> exactly. No, thanks for bringing that to light. I think that article will be really cool to check out. I might have to put a link 
in the show notes to that too. So yeah, so moving on, Leaf's weapon is his light brand. Uh, we did predict that, right? I mean, it wasn't, um, you know, it was probably an easy predict there, but his effect was a little bit different than what we imagined it to be. Uh, his light brand grants defense plus three. It also, uh, the way that it works is that if the foe's defense is greater than or equal to uh, their resistance plus five, in other words, if it is five or less or five or more greater uh, than the resistance, then you get an extra seven damage or. Yeah, I wanted to apologize uh, about that because I, I made a mistake on the last podcast we had together last week. Uh, so I had misread the weapons effect in the, uh, the new hero summoning video. And I really only figured it out once I actually summoned for him and started, like, got him up to about level 20. And I realized that the weapon wasn't working the way that I, I thought it was. So uh, by this point, probably everybody knows. But his weapon, as you just mentioned, compares uh, the, the foe's defense to the foe's resistance, not his defense to the foe's resistance, like I had stated last week. Uh, so... I think that changes things a little bit and it puts things out of his hands to be able to control when he gets this weapon boost, which in my opinion makes his weapon effect a little bit less valuable for him. Uh, so I just wanted to apologize to you and to, to listeners for misstating that effect and hope that didn't negatively influence anybody's decisions with the game. No problem. I mean, we were, I think we were all in the dark when we first saw it. We didn't know what that seven plus damage meant. And so your guess was as good as ours and you are forgiven. <laughs> but um, anyway, like my thought, on, my thoughts on this weapon too, you're right. You know, you can't really control Leaf's defense with some other skills besides, I mean, uh, I, mean I mean, to get that much of an effect out of his weapon. Although, I mean, his defense boost uh, can be a little bit helpful if you do use a more defensive special, uh, considering Bonfire and Ignis as well. Uh, not to forget S-Drink. Um, I think S-Drink is an amazing B skill for him, not only for the utility that it has in other game modes, but as well as uh, that infantry pulse effect as well. I mean, the way that you want to set him up, you know, if you did use him in the enemy phase, uh, with that plus three to his defense uh, and with Ignis as well, triggering that infantry pulse, let's say he gets attacked and then he retaliates twice back and fully charges his Ignis. Um, so on the next turn, if he were to either attack that same enemy or a brand new one, uh, if my calculations are correct, he would have uh, 33, uh, 33 defense times 0.8, which is an extra 26 added to his attack. So I don't think that's too bad. Um, and... In other words, you know, I think that he is meant to take, you know, to take out tanky armor units that have that big discrepancy in defense and resistance. And maybe with his speed, he can take a hit and hit twice back, usually, you know, depending on the enemy. Mm -hmm. The extra, yeah, the extra seven attack, um, which is, you know, uh, counted as attack and not free damage, is always useful as well when you're going up against these tankier units. And, you know, I really want to see exactly who he can take on, you know, as far as armor units are concerned in the simulator as well as other units. Um, and, and just as for his build, you know, we're using a more budget approach to him to start with. And then if we want to tinker around with him, we, we can. I was thinking of changing his special to Bonfire, you know, as we mentioned before, just trying that out. And then Fury A for the A slot, Fury 3, excuse me, for the A slot, his native S-Drink and Drive Attack 2 in the B and C slot as well. Yeah, and so before you get into the matchup comparison, I, I just wanted to add that I think Fury is a fantastic skill, uh, not just a budget skill for him, but I think it synergizes really well with S-Drink on his B slot. So if you've pulled Leaf and you want to use him for the upcoming Tempest Trials, which I believe should be starting on Saturday, uh, and he's expected to be a bonus unit based on what we've seen in the data mine, then Fury is going to be an excellent skill for him. And right. the reason for that is he's going to be able to initiate or even um, be initiated against in a lot of combats and take all of the Fury damage in the world 
But as long as he survives in Tempest Trials or Chain Challenges to the next map, then S-Drink on his B-Slot skill is going to completely heal him up on the next map. So I think Fury and S-Drink are a fantastic skill combination for each other. And I think the, the build that you just mentioned is exactly how I've built up Leaf uh, as well. So I'm excited to hear oh. how he does in the matchups. Oh, perfect. And yeah, I mean, his he's going to be great for this Tempest Trials and for a Tempest Trial unit in the Trials to come. So that's going to be awesome to see. Uh, by the way, his preferred IVs, according to Game Press, and if you have not checked out the episode that I did with Ray, one of the writers from Game Press, you can check that out as well. We had an awesome interview there. But um, his IVs are going to be uh, attack and, or either attack or speed are, are preferable. We'll go with speed here and a minus resistance. So getting into the simulator, if Leaf initiates, he gets 98 wins out of 168. And keep in mind that this is a list that has a variety of units that are in the 700 to 710 range. So out of that, he gets about 59% of the cast uh, straight up without any uh, changes in that build. Out of the armored units uh, listed, the only trouble that he has is with wary fighter units like Effie and Winter Tharja, which has such a balanced defense spread that it nullifies the bonus that Leaf gets with this weapon, which is um, kind of a sad thing. You know, it just ends up being a, you know, a vanilla legendary weapon when you're going up against units with a very balanced bulk. He can't take out units like Harden as well, you know, but otherwise he does pretty well against other armor units if he initiates. So, I mean, it's, it's good against units against you know, his color advantage against other green units, uh, but not good enough against his common counters. Uh, one thing that Game Press mentions, though, is that it's evident, and it's also evident in the dual simulator, that dragon units commonly have balanced defenses, right? Like Noe, uh, female Corrin, adult Tiki, even. So Leaf does struggle to take them out, too, uh, with these results in the simulator. But here's a good thing, though. In the enemy phase, uh, this kind of surprised me that he, due to his high speed and his S-drink with that infantry pulse, he can activate bonfire and take out a lot more units than he could in the player phase, which leads to a total of 128 out of 168 units beaten, or 81%. It, didn't, it was interesting to see him take units like Brave Lucina and Fjorm, as well as strong red units like Ira and Ike. Uh, for the most part, though, those with high defenses like Lucas, as well as Harden, as well as red and blue dragon units, they can tank Leaf and they can take him out. So don't expect any miracles there. And if I, if I may say one thing, so one could really make a big difference for him is the, the IVs of the unit that he's going up against. These uh, minor things that you have no control over because if they have more defense, like a plus defense minus resistance or plus defense minus something else, this might activate Leaf's bonus. So uh, just really minor things like that that he has no control over might be able to help him out. That's very true. And so it's so important before you go into battle to check out those enemies that you're facing, maybe uh, units that you wouldn't think would have that discrepancy uh, to activate his light brand they might have it because of their IV spread or vice versa. So always be uh, paying attention to that. Thank you, Grabs, for that. Um, so my next question is, can Leaf be improved, right? And so I know on Game Press, you know, they, if you're looking for a more high investment build, they have him with Distant Counter. He actually loses 20 kills and in the simulator. And I think that is because uh, since a lot of ranged units being mages themselves have really high resistance. And so that neg negates his weapon fact. Do you agree? Like, you yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there that in general, I, I wouldn't put, uh, I wouldn't prioritize Leaf for giving him distant counter. If he's going to be the unit that you're using in the arena and you want to maximize all of those arena points, then maybe it's worth it. Uh, or, or maybe for Tempest trials too. But in general, I think there might be some better units to give distant counter to because of what you just said. Agreed. So, so maybe it's just sticking with that fury. I think that's optimal. So, 
Uh, tinkering out around with a few other skills with quick repost, he loses about 10 skills, actually. That infantry pulse on S-Drink is really useful. If you do put Ignis, uh, S-Drink, and so uh, if you wanted to activate Ignis, uh, is what I'm saying, uh, you would put S-Drink and Quicken Pulse as a Sacred Seal on him. That improves his rate to 84% in the enemy phase. Uh, it is of note that he is able to tank a few builds of Effie. Not, that does not include the Brave Lance or Burkut's Lance, but uh, any other type of build, he is able to take on Effie, and I think that's pretty cool. So uh, to sum up my thoughts, I think that Leaf is a very interesting character. He seems to shine in the enemy phase a little bit more than the player phase. And actually, when you look at Game Press, his optimal build is set in the enemy phase. And as you mentioned before, Grabs, his S-Drink is perfect for Tempest Trials and Chain Challenges. That infantry pulse uh, automatically, you know, giving him that minus one to a special charge is amazing on him. And I, you know, I really couldn't, um, move, you know, I guess I could play around with, you know, charging him with an infantry pulse that is outside uh, from another unit on him. But, um, I mean... I guess, like, w would you be able to, like, stack Quicken Pulse and S-Drink and another Infantry Pulse onto him, you know? You know if that yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you'd be able to do that. Uh, if you give another unit with higher HP than Leaf Quicken Pulse, uh, and, as, you know, it has to be uh, an Infantry unit too, then that would absolutely stack up with his S-Drink, uh, and it could stack up with Quicken Pulse as well on his uh, seal slot. So you could give him, um, you know, that would just those three things there would give him minus three cooldown on turn one. And you could even give infantry pulse to more units that have higher hit points than him as well to get an additional boost. Hmm. So <laughs> as long as you have that, you could consider higher cooldown specials like Ignis or Gale Force, like you've mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, now, one thing I wanted to point out was that he has a lot of hit points and he's going to have even more if you make him a temp if you're using him in tempest trials he's going to get that plus 10 boost to his hp mm -hmm. as a bonus unit so one issue here is that it's going to make it di more difficult to give him infantry pulse from another unit unless they too are a bonus unit in the upcoming tempest trials um but i did want to uh to point out that i did a little bit of testing in chain challenges just to see how this uh, infantry pulse and S drink bonus would stack up with each other. And I have some good news to report. Cool. So he gains his cooldown bonus before he gains uh, his hit points back from S drink on turn one. And the reason that that's important is because uh, he can go around and battle on a map and lower his HP through fury or uh, through initiating combat, for example. And then as long as he has less HP than the unit on his team that has infantry pulse at the end of the map, then he's going to gain that extra minus one cooldown count from infantry pulse uh, at turn one. And even if he has more HP than the other unit once he's healed up with light brand, uh, because the cooldown effect comes first, then if they have more HP than him at the end of whatever you know, the, the map is that you just beat, then he's going to gain that boost. So it's going to make it even easier to give him extra cooldown bonuses. Now, the downside to this is that he's going to be less effective of an infantry pulse user himself for giving it to other people on his team. Mm, okay. So, yeah, you might as well just keep that infantry pulse on Dorcas or Marissa or anyone else that you might have foddered that off to. So, but that's cool to know. Thank you for... Uh, for mentioning that that's awesome so um but yeah so i i think uh leaf is a very interesting character i i don't want to expect anything crazy out of him like as far as beating out most of the meta units or uh enemies that are you know at his disadvantage you know taking out units or anything like that so don't expect you know crazy things from him he does his job i feel with the red and green units, he, he fulfills his role there. And he does have the potential to take out a few other tanky units. And with his S-Drink and the potential to really charge up his special, I think he can do, deal a lot of damage to these tankier units. And so he does feel, fulfill a niche there. So, 
Yeah, and so since uh, the first time that we we podcasted this episode a few days ago, they yeah. Gamepedia and GamePress didn't have uh, the official rankings up of where these these Thracia units fell on their tier list. Um, but since they've actually both added it to their main tier list, so I thought we could just wrap up each unit by going over that information. Yeah, let's do it. So looking at Gamepedia, they have Leaf in their S minus tier, uh, and that's, uh, that's where they had him in their work in progress tier list. So that's exactly where they ended up placing him there. And for game press, uh, we actually went through and we predicted where we thought all of these units were going to fall. And it turned out we were right. And that he fell in the second tier of game press's tier list. Uh, I think I'm, I'm not surprised by that at all. I think he's going to be even better than maybe where he is placed in multi-map modes. Um, but, and the only thing that makes him a little bit more challenging as a unit is you might need to give him different builds for the arena versus like Tempest Trials or Chain Challenges. But he is a very solid unit, and I've had some experience playing around with him. And I definitely agree that he seems like he fits in with the other heroes in the second tier on Game Press. So I, I think they uh, both sites made pretty good decisions on where they ended up placing him. Awesome. Good to know, and thank you for sharing your experience. And if, if you have anything to add, uh, since you do have these characters, feel free to do so. Um, cool. So how about, um, you know, I'm looking at the notes here. How about we switch over to talking about Reinhardt? And I'll, I'll pass the, the ball to you, because I know that you have a, invested a lot into your Reinhardt. Um, and it's been a lot of fun to use in, in uh, Grand Conquest. So. Yeah, and it's, it's fun to share him with others and, and see other people using your lead unit, too. I know a lot of people on Reddit and other places are commenting about how many people have used their units. And it's uh, definitely a fun addition to, uh, to Fire Emblem Heroes to see that. So It is. So uh, let's get into Reinhardt, the other hero on the Red Stones from the Thracia banner. So Reinhardt is back, and now he's a Red Sword Cavalry unit. And I think one thing that's really nice about him is his stat distribution just looks really nice. So he comes with 40 HP, 35 attack, 23 speed, 31 defense, and 28 resistance. And the reason that his stat distribution is especially nice is because he comes with really high attack and really low speed. It's the same combination that makes the original Reinhardt really good and the same combination that makes Winter Tharja really good. And those are some of the best units in the game right there. Mm -hmm. So I would say there's no question that you definitely want a plus attack Reinhardt. Uh, and he'll, he probably prefers a minus speed Bane but if you happen to pull a plus attack Reinhardt and he has a different Bane, uh, I think you've done just fine for yourself. He, the right. attack boon is really the important part of his IV uh, because he's going to be attacking twice in player and enemy phase. And so he really wants that extra plus three attack in both phases, uh, which he turns into plus six attack. So I think, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, I've pulled a Reinhardt, um, more, more than a couple actually, I've merged, have I merged up a Reinhardt and you've gotten a chance to use him too. And he's a beast and I think he lives up to all the high expectations that we all had for him based on his mage version. Now, he comes with a really nice kit of skills, too. So for budget players out there who don't have more of the expensive skills, uh, it's, there's nothing wrong with going with his base kit of skills. Death Blow is a perfect skill for him. It's uh, just like any other brave unit, uh, brave weapons unit. He's going to get plus six attack in the player phase twice, uh, which comes to plus 12 attack before the enemy can even touch him. Vantage is a really nice skill for him as well. It's a skill that I've been using less and less as better skills have been released into the game. But for him, it turns out to be a really good skill. Uh, so if he gets into the vantage range, then he's going to be attacking the enemy twice before they even get the chance to touch him. Uh, so it's incredibly powerful. And I've put my Reinhardt out there uh, in Grand Conquests and other game modes, and he's just taken on the whole host of enemies against him and just taken out a whole bunch of people all in one enemy phase without even being touched. Yeah. 
Now, Pavis is his default special, which is a defensive special. He would definitely prefer to have a, a more of an offensive damage special uh, like Moonbow or Luna. So for the Mass Duel Simulator here, I'm going to be analyzing his matchups using his default kit. So with Deathblow and Vantage, uh, but with Moonbow instead of Pavis as his special skill. Okay. So looking at the Mass Duel Simulator, he, with neutral IVs, he can get 61 kills and has 80 losses in the player phase. Uh, and that's just with one round of combat that he initiates. Okay. In the enemy phase, he gets 27 wins and 99 losses. Uh, but I do want to point out that this doesn't factor in Vantage. So I was running him with full HP. And so that means that he is not getting to double attack twice, uh, considering those numbers. So 27 wins, 99 losses doesn't sound that good at full HP. Uh, but he, he keeps a pretty good ratio if he gets down into the Vantage range. Now, if we change his IVs over to a plus attack and minus speed, what GamePress and some others have said might be his optimal IVs, he gets 84 kills and has 65 losses in the player phase. So that ends up giving him a 23 kill improvement in the player phase, which is pretty nice. Yeah. And then in the enemy phase, he gets better with plus attack minus speed as well. He goes uh, up to 42 and 90. And I think both of us were a little bit surprised at seeing his matchups against these units uh, that he didn't do a little bit better than than uh, what we were expecting here because he seems like he has such a strong weapon and his base kit is pretty strong too. So, um, you know, I, I guess one thing I would say is don't rely just on the Mass Duel Simulator to, to determine how good a hero is, and also to consider that we're using heroes uh, in one specific pool here from the 700 to 710 range, so there might be some differences based on the enemies that you're facing and which game mode you're using him in and all of those things as well. Exactly. And, and not to mention, uh, you know, sticking on him some cavalry buffs since he does have access to those um, and a whole variety of other skills that you might be able to place on him. Uh, you know, this is all theory, but if you do get to practice with him, if you do have him, or if you have a friend that has him as well, uh, you can see for yourself how amazing he is. So, <laughs> Yeah, he is definitely a fun unit to use. I, I definitely agree with you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in terms of seals for him, you might want to give him attack plus three. That's a really strong seal for him. It's going to work in the player and the enemy phase. Uh, good for a, a budget set as well as a, a better, more built-up set too. Uh, if you give him quick repost, that can be a pretty deadly seal for him as well. Uh, in the enemy phase, he's going to be able to quad any melee unit that attacks him. Uh, it's going to help him a lot more if he has Distant Counter, though, as his A slot skill instead of Death Blow, uh, because then he's going to be able to double attack any or quad attack any ranged unit. Uh, and as, uh, as you mentioned before, the, the ranged units tend to have lower defense, so he might be able to take them out. Uh, sometimes maybe if, if he has the disadvantage against them, if he gets to attack first with Vantage as well. Uh, so giving him quick repost seal, even on a budget set, allows him to, to KO 10 more units, uh, which brings him up to 52 kills and 90 losses in the enemy phase with a neutral IV Reinhardt. But if you give him Distant Counter 2, he gets an additional 22 KOs uh, to bring him up to 74 and 90 in the enemy phase. So you just need to make sure that your Reinhardt can survive in the enemy phase against uh, a ranged unit if, by giving him Distant Counter because uh, you know a lot of units are going to be doubling him and his really low speed makes it more likely that he's not going to survive any, uh, any enemy phase attacks. Right. Now, some of you might be wondering about how Quick Riposte combines with Vantage. Uh, it's a combination that... You know, we haven't been able to use for too long now since we just got the quick repost seal in the game a few months ago. Right. It is possible for him to activate both quick repost and vantage at the same time if his HP fall between 70 and 75 percent, 
then he'll get both effects. And if you have a neutral HP Reinhardt, then one use of reciprocal aid will get him perfectly in that window. Uh, he'll have 30 out of 40 HP, and he'll be right there in that range to activate both without, without having to go through any combats. Thanks. So if you're able to activate both of these skills in this really tiny window, then he's going to be attacking the enemy twice with his brave weapon effect, and then the enemy will get to attack for the first time, just like what normally happens for Vantage. But then he's going to get to double attack again before the enemy gets their follow-up attack. So he doubles, and then the enemy hits once, and then he doubles again, and usually the enemy is going to get that second follow-up attack because, or the second follow-up because uh, they're probably going to be doubling him due to his really low speed. So just to point out, he doesn't get a quad attack before the enemy gets a first attack with Vantage and Quick Repost. It's only two and then one and then two. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to point out a few other skills that you might consider for Reinhardt. So if you have these skills available, then they might make him even better than what his base kit gives him, even though it's a completely viable base kit. So if you happen to have Distant Counter from either Hector, uh, as I just mentioned, that can really boost his win percentages, uh, and it's a really nice A-slot skill for him. If you have Chill Defense from Branded King Krom, then that's a nice B-slot skill for him. Uh, and Defense Smoke, if you happen to pull an extra Spring Alphonse, can be a good C-slot skill. Now, you wouldn't want to use that at the same time as Chill Defense because they wouldn't stack up with each other. But if you have Chill Defense or Defense Smoke, then both of those skills will lower the enemy's defense. And when you lower the enemy's defense, that means every hit from Reinhardt, uh, and he's going to be doubling everybody, is going to be uh, that much stronger and it, if you have Vantage activated on him, it makes it more likely that he's going to KO the enemy before they touch him at all, uh, which can be really fun to see all these enemy units coming up to him and <laughs> just suiciding on him. So right. if you give him Distant Counter as well with, with some of these skills, and it can, it can really boost up his attack prowess, and it's going to make sure that he's not just counterattacking in the enemy phase, uh, for melee units, but he might be able to just take out some of those ranged units before they even touch him if he has vantage as well. So, you know, it's fun to see these hordes of enemies just coming in and dying to him. It's, it's what a lot of people think of when they thought of the legendary Ephraim and uh, his like willingness to battle by himself and just take out hordes of units. I think uh, this new version of Reinhardt has that same capability. Awesome. So going over where he ranks in the tier lists that are now out for Gamepedia and for Game Press. So Gamepedia uh, has him ranked in the S tier, so one tier above where they ranked Leaf. And for Game Press, they gave him a 5 out of 5 hero rating, and they placed him in the first tier, uh, not not strong enough to be placed in the uh, tier one star, which is their highest tier, but he gets uh, solidly in the first tier, uh, just below Zelgius and Ira, which are the only two red units that are rated above him right now. So he probably takes a little bit of a penalty for being a cavalry unit. Uh, those trenches that people face in the arena and some other new game modes make it a lot more difficult to use all cavalry units these days. So, so again, um, we, we predicted Reinhardt in the right tier as well, uh, although nobody else will believe us. It, it sounds like we're doing this after the fact now, but uh, we had right. uh, some good insights on where these, these units fell. <laughs> yeah, we speak the truth. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, and I, I, I agree with everything that you said. Um, and I'm just thinking of, I, I think a lot of people are now thinking, well, how are we going to stop this beast? You know, how are we going to be able to build a counter for him? And I think that you might be able to do that with the original Reinhardt if you're able to take him out first, uh, especially with the fact that he is now easily mergeable. Um, you can find a death blow and put him on that and merge him up a little bit to get his skills up. I feel like the original Reinhardt is one of the counters to the new Reinhardt, as well as really tanky Lance units as well. Um, 
you know, I'm thinking of Effie, Harden, um, Winter, Winter uh, Robin as well, uh, possibly. I think those those units are probably your best bet to be able to take a hit at, you know, hopefully take a hit from, uh, from this new Reinhardt and be able to uh, take him out. So do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, so, so I know that people might be comparing like Leaf and Reinhardt a little bit since they're both on the same banner and the same color of stones. And, you know, the matchups that we just presented for Leaf turned out to be a lot better than for Reinhardt based on the dual simulator. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. First off, that Leaf gets that the built-in S-drink uh, cooldown count bonus, which can make him fire off a special uh, in the in the dual simulator, which is more likely than Reinhardt is going to uh, much of the time. And then a second reason that we might see that is that Leaf is a really fast unit, so he's going to be doubling most units that he faces in the arena. And so that almost is like having a, a you know, he's not going to get two attacks before the enemy gets any in, like Reinhardt can, but he's pretty bulky and he's going to survive most counterattacks. So, you know, he's going to be getting his, his follow-up attack uh, and get two attacks in like Reinhardt will most of the time. So I think that's why we might see Leaf with some better stats in the dual simulator. Um, but Reinhardt's brave effect has a really, you know, it, it allows him to the enemy attacks at all that's Reinhardt's big trump card there where he gets a bonus so uh, the last thing that that I was thinking of there and oh I guess one more thing so I've been using him in uh, Grand Conquest mode too and with some of the really souped up units there it can actually be a little bit more difficult for Reinhardt to take some of them out at the harder difficulties so um, I think just his lower he has a lower attack than Leaf uh, just comparing straight up stats Sure. Uh, before before death blows added in or anything like that, so uh, that's that's another reason that we might see Leaf do a little bit better in the dual sim simulator. That's a good point. And so, yeah, things are different from the simulator to actual practice. So, awesome. Let, let's quickly move on to the other two units that we have. Um, I'll start us off with Olwyn. Uh, she's a green cavalier mage, and her stats at level forty neutral are thirty four HP, thirty attack. 35 speed, 19 defense, and 27 resistance, with super banes in attack and resistance. So if you're looking for IV, she's probably good at speed or attack, and minus defense, and with this simulation, we'll go with plus attack. Of note, her weapon is Thunderhead, which is kind of like Grandblade, has the same effect as it, except without the cooldown penalty, and with a little bit more might. Her budget build, which we will use in this simulation, includes Swift Sparrow, Moonbow, Desperation. You can uh, throw that on her, as well as either a Hone or Fortified Cavalry or something similar. Because um, I think to really unlock her potential, you'll have to use her on a Cavalry uh, team. So uh, if you, let's see, uh, it'll be interesting to compare her to Nino um, and see if that negation of the special cooldown penalty can make a difference to Owen's lower attack than Nino. You know, she does have good speed, and with, with Swift Sparrow, I think she can do a lot of work there. And her resistance bulk of 61, which is uh, adding her HP to her resistance, I think she can take on some mages and survive. And a quick note, too, um, Glimmer is also a good special to use for her. It might be even better um, since it does multiply the damage, uh, and you get a lot of uh, damage output with blade tomes in the first place. So keep that in mind as well uh, if you are building her up. Uh, so going into the simulation without any buffs, she gets 36% of the cast defeated in the player phase, so not too hot there. But let's say we add a standard Hone Cavalry buff to her, and so she gets plus 6 to her attack and speed. That improves her win rate to 51%. I see that she has a hard time with enemies that can disencounter, especially those sword units and dragon units, unfortunately, except for now in Corrin, of course. Uh, she does fairly well against them, but against a lot of the current meta units, I feel like she struggles even with that uh, buff from her cavalry teammate. Uh, when you add Quick and Pulse to her Sacred Seal spot, uh, so as to activate either Moonbow or Glimmer, that actually gives her an extra two kills, so that's not that much more helpful um, I'm going to ask and you. So you 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, besides this Hone Cavalry buff, are there any other buff skills or specials that you think could help her more? Uh, just just fortify cavalry um you know putting all of the horse buffs on her from horse emblem okay. the hone and the fortify cavalry is going to help damage uh, help her damage output too um as well as make her a little bit bulkier to survive enemy attacks so when i was doing the mass duel simulator with her using all uh for like hone cavalry and fortify cavalry buffs I got her up to 79% of KOs by adding both of those buffs uh, to her bonuses already. Good point. Good point. So, I mean, don't forget that buff as well. That can apply to her other uh, two stat lines there. Another option that I just thought of too would be to use a defense or resistance tactic as well. Um, And you can get those, especially the defense tactic, because that is a sacred seal. Uh, If you were to apply only that uh, sacred seal, from someone else she would get 59 percent of the wins and so that's somewhat of an improvement um but you can always look out to make a mixed team uh, perhaps with lara shell and sticking a sacred seal that sacred seal on her with her native resistance tactic as well touring around with some of the other skills fury doesn't really uh, seem to do anything to improve her uh nor does death blow i didn't really see much of a difference there um, so I found that Deathblow helps her a little bit more than her native Swift Sparrow skill, but that's only if she gets the both the Hone and the Fortify Cavalry oh, okay. uh, boost from other Cavalry units. But I would say it's kind of silly to replace her native Swift Sparrow skill with Deathblow. Uh, I mean, you're already getting Swift Sparrow, which is a premium skill, and I wouldn't say that uh, that just this one instance of getting all buffs is going to merit changing those skills up there. So I wouldn't completely live and die by just getting a couple of extra kills in the mass duel simulator. That's a good point. I mean, if there, if it's a difference of like, you know, five or, or so kills, then it doesn't really make a difference. You might as well go with Swift Sparrow, save you, save you that, uh, that unit to fodder as well as, you know, having extra points for the arena. So, um, so all those simulations that I mentioned before did not have desperation activated, which I had failed to look at until now. So uh, with her buffs from Hone Cavalry and Defense Tactic, I unfortunately did not do the Fortify Cavalry like you did. Uh, but if I did those buffs as well as desperation, she would get up to 78% of the kills, which is enough to take out some of the units she struggled with before but not units like Brave Lynn, Ira, Mia, and Ryoma. So, so a lot of those strong red units she still has trouble with. If she were, a, if she were able to activate, activate Moonbow thanks to Quicken Pulse, um, or if you were to enter into combat with Moonbow already activated uh, from before, she would reach 90%, so uh, 90% of the win, so that's pretty cool. And so she, um, you know, I, I feel like she does act like Nino in that regard. Once you buff her up, she grows exponentially with her win rate. I was a little skeptic with Olin at first. I thought that her lower attack would, wouldn't would uh, help her out uh, as much, but I think that can really be patched up with heavy buffs, uh, with the cavalry buffs that she has access to, any tactic skills as well. And, I mean, not to ma- we didn't test it out, but not to mention all the chill uh, like Chill Res as well. You could definitely use Lelina uh, with her new Refine as a, as a teammate. Uh, that would work well, I think, too, with a tactic mixed team build. Yeah. So. Or Spring Catria, too, since she's a different color than Olwyn. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So uh, per, some really good teammates there. And so if you do want to use her, I think she, can, she has the potential to do a lot of work. You just have to be careful, of course, of those red units that have just encounter on them. But uh, in the right situation with the right teammates and right skills, um, I feel like she's just as good as Nino. So if not better because of her mobility and and without that penalty. So, yeah, and I found, you know, the the old one that I pulled, I found her to be pretty easy to level up to get her from level one to level 40. So, you know, that can speak to something, too, sometimes. Yeah. And looking at the different tier lists, we have uh, Gamepedia put her in the A tier of their tier list. So she's in the same spot as Gunthra but, uh, and, and Lolina, the, um, the Valentine's Lolina. 
Falling mm-hmm. one tier below for Nino and uh, Summer Elise and uh, Spring Sharina. So those are some units that they still have as better than Olwyn. Mm-hmm. And then if we take a look at Game Press's tier list, so they've given uh, they've given her a 4.5 out of 5 unit rating, and they placed her in the second tier. Uh, so they actually placed her above Nino. So um, they they put her, I think, in the same, or they put her above Nino and Gunthra for their tier list. So um, interesting, maybe some new character clashes with some differences in opinion for these green mages. I know you've done a previous green mage uh, character clash, but maybe there's some future character clashes in there with these differences in ratings. Oh, for sure. And I feel like it's appropriate to take a moment of silence for Gunthra. Uh, she served very well, and she met her untimely demise at the hands of Sir. So, uh, moments. Oh, so sad. So sad. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, we didn't cover of her. Probably even more sad. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That. Yeah. I shed a tear for that. Um, but uh, quickly, I, I know in the last episode that we we talked about how we would rank these units uh, if we were to snipe for them on this banner. We we both agree that Reinhardt was the number one, and spoiler alert, Nana, Nana was in last place. Um, we did like have a discussion about Leaf and Olwyn um, competing with, for that second spot, and um, I had thought that they were pretty much equal. Uh, it's interesting to see that Game Press rates her at 4.5 with Leaf at 4, correct? Um, That's right. So I, I, I feel like they're both, I, I, even so, I feel like they're both really good units, and uh, depending on who you like or who you need, you could you could snipe for both of them. But I don't know if you wanted to add anything there before we quickly go over Nana. But um, yeah, well, I find it interesting that you so you'd mentioned how Game Press ha- is putting Owen uh, above a leaf in, in terms of their hero ratings, and I realize that these aren't this isn't a straight up comparison. They probably don't intend for people to uh, to be comparing hero ratings for a green cavalry mage versus a red uh, you know uh, infantry sword unit that's maybe not the best straight up comparison right uh, but it is interesting that just in those straight up hero ratings that's where they put them uh, but they do fall in the same tier of their tier list and then if you take a look at gamepedia they have leaf a couple of tiers up from this new version of olwen so uh I, and again i know that i, I Gamepedia in particular has a, a warning that you should not be comparing across different colors. So uh, I'm sure that uh, they would not want us doing that. But it is notable when a hero falls two tiers above on their tier list. You, it does at least give the impression that they might be a better unit, if if nothing else. Right. Um, so I, I think there's a debate to be had about which character is better. I think they can both be pretty solid units. Uh, for Olwyn, she's just a little bit more dependent on those cavalry buffs to reach her full potential. And that might be ultimately um, what this could come down to, is if you're using Olwyn on a cavalry team, she might be better. If you're using Leaf uh, on any sort of team, then he might might be a little bit worse than Olwyn on a cavalry team. But I'm sure he's the better unit in Tempest Trials uh, or Challenges. Right, exactly. So it's all according to your needs as a player. Um, but I, I feel like you can't go wrong with either unit, so and that's pretty cool to see. Awesome. Um, so I know that uh, you do have to run soon, so uh, you can take as much time as you need to talk about our fourth unit, Nana. <laughs> yeah, so let's go into Nana. So I'm not going to go into tons of detail about her matchups. Uh, you know, I, I figure that most people pulling her, you're probably not going to build a really offensive play style, um, you know, based on the, the concept of this podcast, it would probably be too expensive for this podcast to be assuming that anybody is, you know, holding on to a few extra jennies and wants to sacrifice them and wants to refine Nana. Like these are assumptions that we don't make for a lot of the other heroes when we're building them up in the summon simulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will go through and we'll just analyze a little bit of uh, how, how Nana does as an offensive unit. Uh, and I'll just mention a few of the skills that you would put on her to build her like that. And I'll mention a little bit about how to build her as more of a, a support healing unit as well, which I figure more people will probably build her like that. So 
if you're trying to give uh, Nana more of an offensive build and turn her into an offensive uh, cavalry unit in the game, then the best IV set for her is probably going to be a plus attack and minus defense. Now, for her A slot skill, she comes with speed and resistance, which gives her two in both of those stats. But you might, if you're using her as an offensive unit, you'd probably want her to have more attack. So you might consider giving her attack plus three, speed plus three, or the dual attack speed two, which comes from sacrificing a five-star Nephany. So that's a pretty expensive cost for attack speed two. And uh, I would say that I, I don't think it's justified for Nana unless you're really trying to build her to her absolute full potential uh, and willing to sacrifice some five-star units for it. Sure. I don't think her speed resistance uh, default native skill is bad for her either. Uh, it's probably just not the most ideal skill for her in an offensive build. So you're going to want to give her Wrathful Staff as her B-slot skill. I'm assuming you don't have any Dazzling Staff B-slot skills from a spare Bride Wind just lying around. Uh, but whichever one of those skills you give her as her B-slot, you're going to want to give her the other one as the Refine to turn her into that Razzle Dazzle unit, as a lot of people refer to it. <laughs> And I think that's really the only option that you have to turn a healer into an offensive unit is to give them both of those skills. And these are not cheap skills to give. Right. So considering her with a plus attack minus defense IV spread and using her default absorb plus staff with the dazzling refinement, uh, plus attack, uh, the attack plus three A slot skill and wrathful staff B slot skill, she gets a whopping one KO in the player phase. So that is pretty sad. Yeah. And, uh, obviously nobody, the good thing is nobody can hit her back because she has that dazzling refinement, but it's really gonna limit her potential. And by adding the attack plus three sacred seal, she gets up to six KOs, which again is pretty pitiful. Uh, her attack stat is just too low uh, and it's too low to take advantage of her high speed to really take out any units. So even when you add in cavalry buffs, uh, she becomes a decent unit. She can now get 38 KOs with Hone Cavalry. So that might actually be a potentially viable build. Hmm. And if you swap out her default staff for some other ones that have higher might, like Gravity Plus or Fear Plus, uh, you can get her to like the mid 40s or low 50s of getting a KO in the player phase. So that's probably the best way to build her up as an offensive unit in any way that I think would, uh, that, you know, any normal player would try to build her up using. Sure. The alternative to that, you know, because those stats don't really blow me away is to build her as an, uh, a support unit. And that's how I'm going to build my Nana. Uh, I'm going to be giving her live to serve too, as her B slot skill. So she can heal up when she heals other units and really any stat boosting A slot skill works for her. So I'm probably going to just keep the default speed resistance two skill uh, because many of these dual stat boosting skills are five star exclusive. And I just don't think it's worth sacrificing a five star unit to make it slightly better. Mm -hmm. Now, as long as you don't have a minus res copy of Nana, then Speed Resistance 2 is going to probably make it so she can run some ploy C-slot skills pretty well. And I would recommend keeping Heavenly Light on her as a special. That's the special that I tend to prefer because it's going to heal up other units uh, that are allies of hers, even when she's not directly healing them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the one thing that's probably the most interesting about Nana is her new assist skill, Restore Plus. In terms of healing, it gives the same amount of healing as Physic Plus. It's going to give the unit that she heals 50% of her pretty low attack stat. But uh, compared to phys Physic Plus, it's not going to have that two range. And instead of having the two range, what it's going to do is it's going to nullify the stat debuffs that units can take from ploy skills, chill skills, seal skills, if anybody actually uses those anymore. Mm -hmm. 
And it's also going to nullify negative status effects from skills like Gravity Plus or Candlelight Plus, uh, and also from Panic Ploy. So one thing that I actually tested out was on Panic Ploy, a nice thing is that Restore Plus not only neutralizes the debuff, but the buff that the unit received before Panic Ploy is actually reapplied. So it's as if the unit never had the Panic status applied at all. Oh, that's cool. And then it's nice, you know, I like this new healing assist, although it's not like overwhelming. Uh, I really like it because it shows that intelligent systems is maybe interested in giving out some new assist skills. And they really haven't done that much uh, since the launch of the game. I, I think the only skills that they've given out are these, these rally skills that they've added to the game. And, you know, at this point, these are just kind of arena score boosting uh, assist skills and not really useful for all that much else in the game. So uh, I'm really interested in seeing if intelligent systems add some more creative healing assists to the game. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool to have some movement skills as well that are added. Um, yeah, I, I think the sky's the limit there. I think that's a, a potential that has not been tapped yet is the assist skills. So good point. Yeah. Because unlike, you know, anyone can go to a game press or a gamepedia that have these awesome optimal builds and anyone can go out and, and apply an optimal build to a unit. I think it's these assist skills that really test how good of a Fire Emblem Heroes player you are. Yeah. Because they require you to position your units in certain ways and to consider like what assist skills might go well with other assist skills. So in my opinion, using assist skills is a good measure maybe of how good a player is in Fire Emblem Heroes. That's a good point. So, yeah. <laughs> so getting into Nana and where she ranks on uh, the tier lists out there. So on Gamepedia right now, they rank her in the S minus tier. And they place her with all of the other cavalry healers, except for Elise, who has a lot better of a, an offensive uh, potential than the other cavalry healers. And Game Press, they have given her a 4 out of 5 hero rating, and they placed her in uh, Tier 2 for healers, which uh, unsurprisingly also places her with Clarine and Priscilla there as well, and one tier below Elise. So I don't think we're too surprised about uh, where all of these heroes have fallen in terms of these tier lists. In fact, uh, to say it one more time, we actually called all four of these right. How about that, Phil? <laughs> Look at that. We know we're We've made it. I, we, we've been able to predict four heroes in the game and where they go. Yeah. And again, uh, you know, although we're like patting ourselves on the back for this, the listeners are like, so what? Like these things are already out on the website. So you guys could just be making this stuff up. So we'll have to prove our metal another time. Maybe when the next new set of heroes come out, we'll have to prove ourselves again. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you listeners out there, we know what we're doing. You'll see that uh, next time. <laughs> but um, I, I think that's awesome. And um, I am looking forward to seeing what they have to offer next. So um, awesome analysis, Greps. Do you have any other words before we head out today? Uh, well, just thanks for having me on the podcast again. I really enjoyed the podcast you did the other day with Ray. I thought that was very informative and a, a great addition uh, to the podcast already. So, uh, you know, it's great to have a, a flyer expert on the team here and hoping to, you know, that got me excited about using flyers, listening to the podcast oh, yeah. yesterday and, and giving gale force to some units that I hadn't thought about giving out. So right. it was exciting doing that. And I think even more so than predicting all four of these units and where they go on the tier list, right, is that I think we made it through this podcast uh, <laughs> recording without having any breaks in the podcast. So no. uh, I think that might be the most exciting thing that we've done so far to date on this podcast. <laughs> Seriously, I was holding my breath the whole time, and this is a miracle. <laughs> this is a <laughs> this is a blessing for sure. So that was amazing. Maybe it has like a like the the skill miracle in the game. Maybe it just has a high cooldown count, and we haven't hit that cooldown <laughs> count yet. But now we've made it, and now we're gonna have four more podcasts or five more podcasts with interruptions after exactly. this at like five minutes <laughs> each, right? So. <laughs> We've made it down to one HP and we've activated Miracle now and now we're in trouble. <laughs> Oops, yep, now we're facing the Reinhardt. So, <laughs> no, that is, yeah, that is amazing. So, um, yeah, and uh, 
be sure to look forward to some other podcasts from other game press writers. Actually, I, I talked to Ray and, and she hooked me up with a few other writers. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we get to hear from more experts soon. So, so that'll be exciting. Um, awesome. So thank you once again, Greps, and thank you especially for being patient with my, uh, problems with the computer and being uh, able to record this again. So I really appreciate that. Sure. Yeah. I think we sounded even smarter this time around than last time. So we're <laughs> yeah. just getting better and better. Getting even better. Yeah. That was great <laughs> practice on Friday. So, um, if, yeah. <laughs> so feel free listeners out there to contact us at, uh, Grepstein, uh, F-E-H at gmail.com or myself at theology at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening and we will catch you later. All right. See you guys.